that we can like reroute and adjust and do better for next time. And I think that's more of the game for me. I don't really, I don't harp on it too long. Sit in your feels for a day if it's really getting to you, but like the next day it's, you're right back up and at it because it's like the nature of it. I think like you put out into the universe what you're going to get back in. And if you're positive and you are, you know, grateful for the experience and you recognize that I could have done things differently or what can I do in the future, then it's not a loss. It's just making you better and stronger for the future. Welcome back to another episode of the Journey of Pursuit podcast. Before we get into today's episode with our guest, I quickly wanted to talk to you guys about something I started at the beginning of June that I am so excited about and have been feeling such great positive vibes around. A few days before the month of June started, I posted on my stories that I was going to start a free 30-day challenge for anyone that wanted to join me on taking one action a day for the next 30 days. I did not expect for people to want to sign up, but I ended up having 19 people sign up and it was a blast. For those 30 days, we held each other accountable. We supported one another on our dreams, on the things that we wanted to accomplish, the people we wanted to become. And every Tuesday, we would meet through Zoom on a nightly call to just talk about these kinds of things we were working towards. It was a great way to connect, to meet new people, to support one another. And we loved it so much that I ended up doing it again for this month, for July. This is a community I have always wanted to start. It kind of started with the idea of the podcast because I realized that so many of us creatives really just want to connect and bond with other creatives. And so I thought, why not start my own little community? It's been so fun and a part of my week that I really, truly always look forward to now. So if you want to get in on the fun, you can find the link on how to join this challenge in the show notes below. Or visit my website, www.drealopez.com and click at the top where it says join the fun. For the rest of July, we will be meeting weekly through Zoom. We're doing it on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern time for now. And we just talk about the things that we're working on that week. And then we meet again the next week and we talk about how it went. And every single day I post on my close friends list on Instagram with those people that are in the challenge. And I just share things on my mind, things I'm realizing, things I come by online that I feel are positive and helpful. I also share quotes, I share books, etc. It's so much fun. I really truly have been enjoying these past few days of the July challenge. So now you know, if you want to be a part of it for this challenge, you can find the link below in the show notes or go to my website, www.drealopez.com. This time it does have the E in Lopez and you can sign up there. You can also always shoot me a DM and let me know that you're interested and I will sign you up. Like I said before, the challenge was initially intended for taking one action a day and although we still are doing that and we still are keeping each other accountable for that one action and keeping it simple, it has grown to become something so much more than just that one action a day. And that's what I love the most about this challenge is that together we are growing, together we are communicating what we need from each other and how we can best support one another. 
In order to create change, we need to become consistent. And sometimes that consistency can be really hard to keep up because there are so many things we have to do during the day. So for the past six months, I have been taking one action a day towards that thing that I want, whether it be my podcast, my writing sessions for music, whether it be for my health, whatever it is that I'm focusing on, which at this moment is a lot of different things, I just try to take one action towards that thing I'm working towards or that person I'm trying to become. This simple mindset shift has helped me tremendously in feeling so much better about the progress I'm making because I'm not as hard on myself anymore. I know that I can do one thing a day and I'm not so hard on myself. I meet myself where I am that day because the truth is that every single day is different. But the important thing is to not give up and take that consistent action. Also, this is your sign that if you've been wanting to start something, a community, a group, or you know, a side gig or a new project, this is your sign to go for it because I posted about the challenge on a whim on my stories thinking that no one would sign up, probably only my best friend and my mom, and I got a great response. It really surprised me and I'm so happy that I just did it and wasn't expecting anything in return but got surprised with the outcome. So go for it. Like we always say on the podcast, there is no such thing as failure. There's just redirection. There's just another way. There's a way to pivot. There's a way to learn. There's a way to see how other things can work out. So just go for it. Try it out and take this as your sign. All right, today's guest is someone I have been following for quite some time and I reached out to her because I think she is such a badass and she's so good at what she does and I figured why not reach out to her? Anastasia began her social media and marketing career with her lifestyle blog in 2016. What started as an outlet to share her love for styling and fashion took flight and evolved into a digital marketing agency. An agency with a team of five people that help shape brand social media presence and community online. We talk about a lot of different things on this episode from Um, how to deal with negative comments and how to go for something that you really want to go for even though there is a really saturated market to also realizing that our cultures are very similar. It was such a pleasure to get to know Anastasia and to talk to her more about her career and her journey and I can't wait for you guys to dive in so without further ado please welcome Anastasia to the podcast. I would love for people to hear a little bit more about your story. You are so much more than a content creator and influencer and I say it in quotes because it has some people have like bad attachments to that word but I really feel you're so much more than that like your content is like positive and light and you just are so real on your socials that I would love for you to talk a little bit more about how you've gotten to be where you are today and doing what you do which obviously looks like you love to do what you do so go for it. I do well thank you that was very sweet. I think it happened very organically and Maybe that's why it shows that I I love doing what I'm doing is just because it's honestly so genuine. It's so true to me. And what I'm sharing is just like what I would be sharing to my best friend. And I try and not think beyond that because I think you like start to get in your head. I'm already going on a tangent, but I I started my blog maybe seven years ago. So like 2015. So however many years ago that was now, 2016 actually. And it was this like fun thing. It was, I was working a job that I wasn't crazy excited about. I had just moved home from New York, which at that time was my dream job. So I was leaving that. I decided I wanted to come back to Cleveland, start fresh there. And I took a job that I ended up loving, but in in my mind, in that moment, I was like, oh God, I'm back in Cleveland. My, my career in fashion is coming to a halt. So I started my Instagram as this way to like 
for myself feel like I'm still involved in keeping it going. And it was like picking up at the time, these influencers and bloggers were so hot in that moment. And it was cool. It was really inspiring for me to see these women who were more than just outfits. They were smart. They were telling their stories and I related to that. So I thought I don't need to necessarily have a million followers, but this would be cool and fun to do. And I haven't stopped since it's been, it's been a ride. (laughs) That's really cool because I know that you also have a digital marketing agency that you started. It's your company. So how was that transition? Did you start your blog and see the growth of your social media and then decide it was the right time at a certain moment to go a little further, like a step above of what you were doing? Or how did that kind of come to light that you felt like you wanted to start your own thing? It was the most like symbiotic thing I've ever been a part of. I started my blog and Instagram took off at the time. And I think it was that era where businesses realized like this is, we have a space here too. And so many didn't have a clue how to run social media. So here I was like, I didn't necessarily have a large following, but I was putting effort into creating a more curated, a more like aesthetic look and feel to my social media. So my first job back in Cleveland was with Joanne Fabrics. I'm not sure if you're familiar. Yes. Crafts. It's so good. (laughs) It's so good. Like I grew up going to Joanne's. So they're actually headquartered in Cleveland. And while I thought I was going to be living this glamorous life in the fashion industry in New York, I found myself at Joanne Fabrics headquarters in good old Cleveland, Ohio, but they were looking for somebody to take over their social media. They were a very established brand with like very little social media presence. So it was just kismet because I was doing this on the side and I was able to show them my profile and say, look, this is like what you can do. I put together a little pitch for them and I got hired and I did that for two years. And that's what really launched my marketing career. Cause before I was really just fashion. So then I did four years in marketing and I, my company was bought out and we had a massive layoff and I was at a standstill of, I've been wanting to start on my own. I was just scared. I was so terrified. And this was the push. I had like everything in my mind. And even I had like some Google documents put together of, okay, if I were to launch my own marketing company, this is what it would look like. This is who I would love to cater to. I was just too afraid to leave the stability of my nine to five. So getting laid off, did it for me. I was like, okay, here we are. Let's put this into motion. And that was three years ago now. Wow. Isn't it awesome when things like that happen, you would never probably have done it by yourself, but something in the world was like, this is the time today. And I knew it. I felt it. I'm like, okay, yes, I know I have to do it. This is it. I was just, and I knew I was just being scared. I'm like, I know that if I do it, I can be great at it and I would love it, but I'm just so afraid to leave my like health insurance and my stable check every two weeks. And it's, it's scary. It's honestly really scary. Totally. Did you always know that you wanted to do something in fashion or when you were growing up, was that something that always interested you or was it something that kind of showed itself to you later on in your life? It was something that I literally feel like I was born with. I just, from the moment I can even remember, I wanted to be every possible thing there was in fashion. I would have like little sketchbooks and watch Project Runway. 
wanted to be on Project Runway so bad. Yeah. <laughs> From the age of eight. I'm like, I just, I need to be a fashion designer. And I would cut up my church dresses and my mom would freak out on me. And I was just, it's always been in me, but I think I felt so limited because I grew up in Cleveland. So I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I can, but I loved it so much. So I just pursued it and it's taken me all over the place. I did it. I came back. I'm in it again. It's interesting, but it's never really left my life. And I don't think that it will at this point. I'm so in it. People always think of LA, New York, or like bigger cities as these hubs that can have that push for that industry, like fashion industry, music industry, and things like that are so big. And people look for that creative connection in those cities. But I love that you have your connection and your creativity in your city. Like you really have made it your hub. And I would love for you to talk a little bit more about that. Like how has that been for you? Because I know you had lived in LA for some time. And what was that like for you coming back to your hometown and making it work for you? Like using what you have around you to make your own career, your own moves. It's interesting because I have moved around a lot. I did the LA thing. I did New York. I did Charleston, but Cleveland was always home. Obviously like my family's here and my friends, but I don't know. There's so much pride here. It's this weird thing. People are just so proud to be from Cleveland and we may be just a little bit delusional because it's like gray and raining, like literally nine out of the 12 months, but we just love it. I don't know. It's, there's something about it. And there's this energy here. There's tons of creatives, there's tons of entrepreneurs. And I think because it's life is a little bit more manageable, it's a little bit slower and people are more willing. It's not so doggy dog. People are willing to bond together and help each other. And So it didn't seem so left field that I wanted to do something that wasn't necessarily present here because I have seen so many people just flourish and grow their businesses here that I'm like, it's so inspiring. I'm like, I can do this too. I love Cleveland. It's beautiful. I want to show it off. It gets a bad rep and it's not like that. It's actually a really amazing place to live. So it was like a little bit of, I want to prove people wrong and show them that this is a great spot. And then also just, I loved it so much. And it was, it just made sense. I think also having traveled and lived other places, I, it definitely helped. I don't want to say that played no part in it because it definitely did. I saw a lot, I met people and I think it was really cool in my experience to bring all those things back here and to find my like happy spot. (laughs) Yeah. I'm originally from Miami. And mm. a lot of people always thought of Miami as just a place where you vacation. And, and I was always like, but there's so many creative people. And it's such a hub for creatives, especially now, I think with the pandemic, so many people moved from LA and New okay. York to Miami. And there's so many different people, which is really great. But it was that same idea of like proving people wrong. Yeah. Or like, creatives everywhere you can make it work for you I totally agree it's like this inner like fight in me I'm like no it's cool yeah (laughs) so you've had your digital marketing agency for some time now and what has it been like then to grow that aside from your content creation how has it been like for you to grow that simultaneously in a way I think it was really beneficial to me in the sense that I had this established enough blog to show like, okay, I could just show that to them. Like, I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this here is this proof right here. 
but I also for myself, like I wanted to be more than just my social media and Instagram. I love marketing. I'm a marketer by trade. Like I'm not an influencer by trade. I spent years doing it and it's just so interesting to me. So I really wanted to make sure that was like first and foremost, that I have the experience, I have the knowledge and I'm constantly trying to evolve and adjust because it's a fast moving train and marketing is changing every three seconds nowadays. So it was interesting to find that balance on how I would talk to people, talk to potential clients. And I, I really tried to put like that foot first and then my influencer foot second, but I didn't want to shy away from it either. Like it's an accomplishment. I really, it's not like I didn't put effort into it. I am. So I don't want it to seem, I want them to have equal weight, but I think like the weird challenge that I didn't expect to find was so many clients, if it was relevant, wanted to like loop in my personal stuff into like their work. So it was like this interesting balance of weight. That's usually like a separate scenario. And like sometimes, and don't get me wrong, I'm happy. I do shout out my clients and share them and this and that, but the ones that come forward first of, okay, we want X amount of things on your personal and included in the price of all of the marketing. I usually don't go forward with that because it's, you have to see the value in both things. Like it's, so it's been an interesting like thing to navigate because I never really experienced like this much of the influencer side of things when I was working corporate marketing. So as they come up, it's really, it's been an interesting thing to figure out. Having also maybe that boundary of having your, your company and like being that professional side of this is for you rather than I'm going to now use this for my own content. Yeah. It's, I think with anyone who starts their own business, you are somewhat like tunnel vision. You're like, okay, I want to get here. I want to get this. I want to get this. And then you're so like in the weeds of when like new things pop up that you weren't expecting, like this influencer, like piece of my marketing business that's been coming in and out. And then like other things in I think you can get easily caught up. Did I, am I where I want to be? And like it, sometimes I have been really taking the time to look back and say, okay, three years ago, I was in an entirely different place. Like I've surpassed the goal that I wanted to get at year one and year two. Like you have to remind yourself that you're doing it. You're on track. It's working. It just feels, it doesn't feel like it's crazy. It's, it's a lot of work. You don't necessarily feel like, oh, I made it to the end. I'm good. I'm coasting. Like you're never coasting. It's always the next thing. And it's a little bit wild, but I feel like that was my, one of my biggest takeaways was making myself take a beat and appreciate how hard and how far and how much it's evolved and grown. That's something we talk a lot about on the podcast because it's all about the journey of pursuing what you want to do. And I always say that because for the whole point of it is because once you get there, you're just thinking of the next thing. You're just thinking, okay, like, once you, there's no actual there, there's goals and stuff, but you'll always want something more. So you might as well just enjoy the journey. Like you might as well just enjoy where you are and what you're doing and who you're doing it with. Yes. Yes. I couldn't agree more. Every year we set new goals and we want to achieve, like it's a never ending cycle and it should be that way. Like we should always be growing, but to your point, exactly. Enjoy it. Be proud of yourself. Like you're doing it. Do you think it's too late for people that are just starting to get into the fashion world or the blogging world or want to maybe do what you're doing and look at you and say, oh, that's something I really admire and aspire to be. Do you think it's too late or would you have any advice for someone that 
is thinking about doing something similar to what you're doing? So I actually love this question because I was listening to a podcast and they were asked like a very similar question about influencing in particular. And the girl's response was like, yeah, it's oversaturated. Honestly, I would find a new niche. And my, like my mouth was literally on the floor. I'm like, what? That is so crazy. And this was a big podcast with a huge platform. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this is the narrative that's being put out there. Like what? Like we're going to get old and washed up and like, what? So what? no one else can come in. Like, what about the people who were doing it? Not necessarily this, like maybe it looked a little bit different, but like influence is nothing new. There's always been influential people in your community. It's just packaged up a little bit differently right now on social media. Yeah. We have more access to them, which, and it's cool. So just because you didn't start it five years ago, doesn't mean that you don't have something interesting and relevant and of an opinion. And of that I'm no, if you want to do it, start it. Like I can, I'm like fired up. (laughs) No, I'm so happy that you are fired up because I'm the same way. Like when someone talks to me about that kind of stuff, or I have a conversation about this, I get the same way because I'm like, but everyone's voice is different. Even if you do the same kind of work, you're not going to do it the same way that person did it. So people need to hear your voice. People need to have you like do what you love to do or want to start. Because if you don't, Like that's just going to end up hurting you and then hurting other people that can use like what you're doing. Like, why not? Totally. It's not like the founders of the first bloggers and I didn't invent the wheel. Like I, I have a very similar style to, I'm sure so many people, that's why it works because we relate in that way. And it's not just, okay, love basics, love neutrals. We can't have another one of those. It's more than that. We're people, we're dynamic. Like I'm from Cleveland. I'm Greek. I like to do this. We do, I do Pilates. Whether you just like me for my neutral style, that's fine. But maybe you relate on so many other levels. So to start, you might be inspiring someone in your community who hasn't, who is afraid. And if you start and you say, look, I can do this too. Let's bring it. We're bringing each other all up. I just, it doesn't need to be like, you need to have a million followers and no one else is allowed to join this club. Yeah. It's so sad. That's a very repeated narrative that people Mm -hmm. keep like spreading. Oh, it's already been done. There's too many people. Like all these algorithms are not showing the content, like all these different things that people are saying, but There's this quote or this idea that I had shared sometime before on the podcast about candles. And it's like, how many candles do you buy? Like, seriously, how many candles? Different scents, different sizes, different colors, but you buy eight. Like every time I go to Target, I'm like, let's buy all the ones I want. And then you light them all, but none of them are diminishing the others. Like you still love all the candles the same way. And it's the same thing. It's the same idea. Just because you light your fire doesn't mean that you're dimming someone else's or you're like turning someone else's off. And I love thinking about that because it's with everything. If you want to start a podcast, if you want to start a new blog, if you want to dress a new way, like you can, like it, there's space for everyone. Whatever's meant for you will always be for you. Always. You just have to go grab it. Honestly. I'm so glad you said that. Like my favorite quote of all time is a candle doesn't lose its light by lighting another. Like you will still yeah. shine. Yeah. Still, you are still you and yeah. it's okay that other people can shine too. Like you like it and enjoy it. Can't the next person. Yeah. Being a Greek woman, I feel like it's very similar to Latino culture 
where it's like big Mm -hmm. family, a lot of celebration, a lot of go get it. Like moms, women are such powerhouses. Oh yeah. And I always think about my mom or my grandma or my ancestors. And I'm like, they're badasses. They would have never been like, I can't do that. Like, I'm not even going to go for it. A (laughs) hundred percent. And I say that all the time. I'm like, I am so happy that I was raised by the woman who raised me because they, oh my God, like I just, I'm not even half of the women they are like, oh yeah. uh, it's the fire. Yeah. You are you, it's you and you can do it and you don't need anybody else. And yeah. it's, yeah, it's- I know it's this power that I, when I start talking about it with them, I'm like, wow. I'm like, you guys could take over the world. I'm like, I'm so glad I have a little bit of that blood in me. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Something I sometimes ask on the pod, what do you do on days that you don't feel like showing up? So I know your job, a lot of what you do is on camera, like showing up as yourself and sharing with your community, the things that you're thinking, doing, saying everything. What do you do on those days that you don't really feel like you want to be on? What kind of sets you back up? What kind of helps you get back on track? I think it's taken time to figure this out because there was a time when I first started that I didn't know how to turn it on and off. It was just like, I would feel so drained and exhausted And then I didn't necessarily feel like force myself to do it. Like maybe I would, but I would just feel incredibly drained. And now I've learned like, it's okay. If you need to take a day, even this week, I think it was like a few days ago, it was this gray raining day. And I had so much content I had to shoot that I wanted to get done that day for like collaborations and clients and this and that. And it was pitch black in my apartment. And I was like in my pajamas doing work at my table all day long. I'm like, I can't, I literally do not have the capacity to go do my hair, put my makeup on, attempt to figure out some, it was just like, it makes no sense. So instead I'm like, okay, it's not like it's literally due tomorrow. It's fine. I'm not doing it today. I'm going to do something else that would go down to the gym or go for a steam or get my laundry done. Like something that I still feel good. Like I'm not just like sitting on the couch watching TV because in all honesty, I love to do that, but it sometimes makes me feel worse. Like I can't do that for too long. I'm the same exact way. I'm like, I need to move. (laughs) I need to move. Yeah. I've got energy. I have to burn it. So like doing other things that can be done around the house, that, that makes me feel good. Getting little tasks done, doing something for me whether it's talking on the phone or going to the steam, I said, or Pilates or something, I've just learned that's okay. And it's fine. It's not like you're a failure. And I used to feel like a failure on days like that. Oh my God, I just wanted to do this and I didn't do it. But it's like those other things still needed to be done. So you did them like, cause if you're not doing those other things, like it's piling up and you're not, you're not going to feel balanced. I tell myself that I train myself because there's still times where I'm like, Oh, I wanted to do this. I wanted to do more. There's tomorrow fine. Yeah. I love that advice because I'm someone that's the same way. Like I always like to move. I'm a very routine junkie. Like I love waking up, working out, eating healthy. That's just something that has really set me up for my days. And I know that doesn't work for everyone, but for me, I've trial and error has always been like, okay, what actually works for me? And there are some days where I feel like that, where I'm like, I don't really want to show up in this way. And instead I'm like, okay, Maybe I won't show up the way I usually do, but there are other ways I can. 
And respecting that feeling is, I think, super important too, especially when you're on camera all the time. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Even just like the example of working out seven days, working out every day. I used to do that. I used to work out every day, diligent. And there are days where I literally just didn't want to. I'm like, I don't want to go. I have no energy. I worked out five other days this week, six other days. And you just learn that if you like let go a little bit of the reins, like your life is not going to change that much. Like it's okay. And I, it's trial and error is the perfect way to put it because like you, as like you learn, okay, actually it's fine. Let's do something else. Like maybe I needed to rest today. I don't need to be on camera every single day. I can do something else. I can. And you know what? It's not like I'm getting bombarded with messages. Like, where are you? Where have you been today? Like they get it. Fine. We all have our own lives. Yeah. I don't know. No, that's a great point because I feel like when it's your job too, you think, oh no, like people are going to notice, but like you're human. Like you might need to just sleep. You might just need to like watch a movie, go out with your guy, go out with your parents. I don't know. Like you might need something else. Yeah. And people are usually pretty understanding. They're like, okay, girl, go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) Do your thing. Yeah, no, for sure. Something we also always talk about on the pod is trying new things. And you reminded me because of the trial and error we were just talking about, but you like, it's sometimes so hard to start something new when you've never done it. And we were saying before, a lot of people have done it and it can be daunting, even though Asaja and I are like, just go do it. (laughs) But you recently started a YouTube channel and you've talked about it. Okay. I'm new to this. Be easy on me just, but I'm doing it and I'm really proud of myself. So can you talk about how that process has been like you starting something new and testing the waters of that? It's been, it's honestly been really fun because I'm not putting so much pressure on it. It's, I haven't felt the sensation of something so foreign to me and new to me and so long. And to an extent, sure. I know how to talk into the camera. I've been doing it now, but like, it's so different. It's just an entirely different platform and the way it's set up. And it's been so good for me to have this learning curve. And it's like an entirely new community. Like, sure. There's people who come over, but there's new people that I'm connecting with and they're like commenting and it's honestly been so fun. And it, I think I love that. Like I'm not established on YouTube. I think I have, I don't know, a couple hundred followers, but like, it's, I love that. I love the feeling of, Oh my God, like a new subscriber. I'm so excited about it. It's, it's not, it doesn't get lost on me at all. I'm like, this is awesome. I got one new comment this week. What did they say? And I just, I separate it from Instagram and other places where it's an established community. We've been doing this now. Like we're friends, we're girlfriends. We've been chatting. Like, so I think for my creativity, it's been so cool to have this like new thing that I'm learning and like, I'm loving it. And I'm like, Oh, how can I make this better? What did I do in this last video that I can adjust? And you just, you start to pick up these things that I remember doing that when I started Instagram and I'm like, Oh my God, this is that same type of learn as you go. And like, just don't be serious. Don't be so serious. It's fine. It's YouTube. So it's fun to pick up something new and try that when you don't have, like, you're not putting this like constant pressure to be the best and succeed at it. Like it might flop who knows, but like, it's fun. I'm learning. So yeah. 
it was cool to do that. Yeah. It's what I actually just talked about on a podcast I released. And it was like letting go of this idea of perfectionism, forgetting that things have to be perfect before you start. And the truth is like, I had waited to be perfect at podcasting, which I literally recorded my first episode with these headphones, the Apple headphones and the garage band on my laptop. And if I had waited until I bought the perfect mic, until I learned how to edit perfectly, if I had waited, I would have never started. I think I would have still been like, I can be better. I can be better. I can be better. Instead of just releasing it and being like, I'm testing it out. Everyone, no one knows me in the podcast world, but let's go for it. Let's learn as we go. Yeah. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. Even like on social media, there's like the way I was editing photos and whatever, even like a year ago, I'm like, oh, like I wouldn't do that now. It's six months ago. It's it's constantly changing. Like you have to just start because there's never going to be that like perfect time that like, oh, I have every single resource I need. I'm fully educated. I know everything. Now I can start. No, that's just not real. It's not real. And also if you have a vision of the person that you want to be and it takes doing what you're thinking of doing and you just keep waiting and prolonging and thinking about it, the longer it'll take to get to be that person that you want to be. Like you can just start from where you are and with what you have. Yeah. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. What do you feel sets you up for the day? What wakes you up in the morning and is like that fire that kind of lights you up? That's a good question. So I love my morning routine. And I think that like when I wake up, I'm like, okay, I'm excited to go do my routine. And it makes me happy and makes me feel like I have set myself up. Okay. Now I can like continue this like good path that I'm on and when I'm, when we're lucky, like now it's beautiful weather here. So I always sleep with the blinds open, wake up to the sun. It just, it makes me happy. I think we take every sunny morning. Like we don't take it for granted here. We're just like, okay, another one. Cool. This is a good day. And then I make my hot water with lemon. I do my five minute journal, which I'm not going to lie. I was not a believer in. I'm like, oh my God, I see this all over Instagram. Like I don't get it. And then someone sent me one and I did it. And I was like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. It's just like the few moments to actually write down things you're grateful for. What would make today great? And you think about it and you're just in, you're in the moment and you're being mindful and you're literally setting up your day and saying, okay, this would make my day great today. And so you implement it, like you do it. And then at the end of the day, it's what happened today. That was great. And what did I learn today? And I don't know, it's this little, it sounds so cheesy, but it literally changed my mornings of just like that few minutes of mindfulness and gratitude. And I've just it like changed my perspective. So I do that while I'm drinking my cup of coffee. I don't do any work before I do it. It's become my new rule. Like, even if I know my emails are unread, it's three minutes out of my day. Like, at eight o'clock in the morning, it's fine. So I think taking the morning to set yourself up the way you do. And like my skincare, I, that makes me, it brings me joy. It takes five minutes, yes. maybe 10 times. If I want a new face. Like it's, I've learned, I have to do these things because then I feel like, okay, when I'm done, my table's clear, I'm ready to work and I'm there. Like I'm mentally here, ready to go. And if I just throw myself into it abruptly, I'm all over the place. So a routine is so good for me. Yeah. And I feel like you're also really good at sharing the things that really do set you up and make you the best person that you can be. 
while also I feel like you just do a great job at keeping whatever is like yours, yours. For sure. I feel like I've learned, especially with my personal life with girlfriends and relationships and family. I just keep that time to myself. And like, doesn't mean I don't share things like I definitely do, but I think it helps create separation for me because those are the people and the moments that fill up my cup. As much as I love social media and I love connecting, it takes a lot out of you. It's so fulfilling, but also, okay. Like you, you can go a day and you'll lose like 50 followers, a hundred followers or something like, and it's just, what did I do that day? Like it's, so you can't put, it can't be your everything. It can add to the quality of your life and in good and bad ways. But the moments that like truly do give me so much joy, like I notice that I don't even have my phone out. Like I'm, it's in my bag and people will call me out. They're like, you literally run social media as if you're a marketer and you don't have, you should be taking a photo of this. I'm like, oh my God, you're right. Okay. Hold on. Let me get my phone. It's just, I don't know. I've, I'm really happy that I've learned that balance because there was a time that I didn't, but yeah, it's important to me to keep some things just for me because otherwise I'll feel so exposed all the time. Yeah. And you have a really great community of like women that are like following you and really truly just are like supporting you. Cause that's sometimes really hard to come by when you're on socials all the time. And so what do you do when you find that kind of person that isn't aligned with you and How do you deal with that and give advice to someone that maybe is going through that? They share what they love and they're very authentic and they show up all the time, but maybe there's someone that doesn't get them and nags them. I've definitely come across, first of all, I'm so like lucky that the women in the community that I have is so incredibly kind and uplifting. Like they are just, I could never grow again a day in my life, but if I had the people I have here, like I'm good. I'm so good. They are, I'm so inspired by them and they'll come to me with ideas. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is it. This is how it should be. Like, it's not a one way street of me all the time, but sure. There's been people who have come through that will leave a nasty comment or who just don't get you. They're like, you just want to, you just want this for the free stuff. And then this and that I'm like, where did you, how did you even get there? That's not it at all. You're obviously not following or you're totally like I'm coming off so wrong to you because I don't know how you've made these judgments and I've just learned it's usually always a reflection on them like it's and you hate to put it back on people but I would never say something like that to a stranger I would never be rude to a stranger because I'm good I feel good in my space and my elements and there's things I need to work on sure but at the end of the day I'm good and there's obviously something that is happening, going on with them. They're just having a bad day. And unfortunately that's the tools they have is they're going to just be mean to you. So you, you gotta just block and move on. Like I, you can't like, there's a few times where it has sat with me and I'm like, Oh my God, like, it's like, you can't drop it sometimes. Like I used to, there's moments where I'm just like, I can't let this go. I'm so upset at this comment. It's so rude and so false, but you have to, because what, think of how much time you're spending thinking about this literal stranger who like sent it and doesn't even remember sending it. Like they've moved on. Yeah. I, just, I don't have the energy for it. No space. Yeah. Here. And also so many of those times, like some people post like these mean comments and then the person replies saying, I didn't even know you were going to see it. So like, why did you even message exactly. that? Like, why did yeah. you even comment? But it's so true what you said. It's just a reflection of them. And honestly, happy people don't even have the time to leave something mean because they're happy. 
Exactly. It's just would never cross my mind. Like, why would I do that? Yeah, it's so know. dumb. It's so dumb. But that's great advice. Because I feel like it's become more and more normal, unfortunately, for people to be nasty. And it's important to keep that in mind. Just like you said, block and move on. Exactly. Yes. Something we usually ask on the podcast are these two questions that kind of talk about success and failure, but they're very like in quotes because success obviously means so many different things and failure. I really feel is just redirections, just finding out that you can learn from it. But what would you say has been your biggest win or your biggest success in your personal life or in your career? And what would you say has been your biggest loss or failure so far? I think my biggest success would be where I'm at now. I feel so balanced in all of my boxes of life. Like I, and not to say that I'm the, everything is like peachy and perfect, but at least I know if one box is, or one cup's a little less, like, and one's a little more full of it'll balance out. And I, it, that's okay with me where before it was like, Oh my God, I'm failing here. I had such a good night with my girlfriends. And now I'm like behind on this and to go through those emotions is so normal. And I think also as an entrepreneur, you're, there's no such thing as balance. Like you, you are going to do amazing one day, the highs are high and the lows are low. Sometimes you like, there's days where I'm like, Oh my God, what did I do today? What, what got done? I feel like I was either on the phone all day or doing whatever moving slow. Like it's just a day and it's impossible to think that you're not going to have that. So I think recognizing that and knowing, okay, I had this day today, but I know for a fact tomorrow, I will not have this day again because I recognize it and it's fine and it's going to move forward. So I think on that level of just like giving myself grace is the biggest win of all time because I struggled so much with anxiety and pressure and feeling, Oh my God, I have to do this. I have to do this. I can't understand why I didn't do the best I was going to do today. And you, and I would get so down on myself. So to see that's okay is the biggest win I could have truly. Yeah. Um, People should normalize that. Like, it's just, it's okay for you to have a bad day. Yeah. And also to just remember that, like, it, like you said, tomorrow is a new day. Like you might just wake up in a different mood. Like it just might be that you woke up that day and you were just not about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like on a more work level too, like the nature of my work is that some clients will leave. They're not going to be with you for the rest of their life. And I used to freak out. Oh my God, why did they leave? And it would be nothing that would have to do with the quality of work. It's just maybe they didn't have budget anymore. Maybe they wanted to rebrand. Like it could be a million things, but I think that I used to take it so personal and now I've learned, okay, maybe there's clients that actually don't serve me. Like it's an unhealthy relationship. It's I'm being taken advantage of. I'm asking, I'm being asked for way more than what we've signed up on the, on a contract. So learning to stand my ground and be firm in like the contracts that I signed has been like, I'm very proud of myself for that because I was such a people pleaser in the beginning. No problem. I got it. One hour later, it's yours. There was no balance for me. And I was like blatantly being taken advantage of, or like I would get reached out to at two o'clock in the morning, I would get texts. I'm like, this is not a hotline. This is a literal business. I am not on call. Like nothing is that important. So learning to, I've had let go of 
a few clients now in my three years. And I would have never done that in the beginning. And I think that growth too, like on a professional level is a win. I'm sure I've had plenty of like losses. And to your point, I don't think they're, I don't feel like, oh my God, this changed my life. This was the biggest loss. There's been like moments where I'm like, okay, this hurts. This is not ideal. This is, this was a big client that went a different route. Like what can we do here? That's that we can like reroute and adjust and do better for next time. And I think that's more of the game for me. I don't really, I don't harp on it too long. Sit in your feels for a day if it's really getting to you, but like the next day it's, you're right back up and at it because it's like the nature of it. I think like you put out into the universe what you're going to get back in. And if you're positive and you are, you know, grateful for the experience and you recognize that I could have done things differently or what can I do in the future, then it's not a loss. It's just making you better and stronger for the future. Yeah. A thousand percent. I always, I love asking those two questions, especially the failure one, because the whole reason I even started asking that on the podcast is because I heard Sarah Blakely one time on a podcast and she was talking about how her dad would ask her every night, what did you fail at today at school? And she would be like, she never really got why until she got older. And she was like, my dad redefined failure for me because I wasn't afraid to say like, I got an F and he would be like, great. So what are you going to do tomorrow to not get the F? So it was a way for her to see that it's normal to fail. Like it's a part of life and it doesn't have to be excluded or you don't have to hide from it. You don't have to try to avoid it. It's going to happen. And you just have to learn how to make that work for you. And when she said it like that, I was like, why isn't anyone else talking about this in the sense of failing is a part of every single person's journey, business, industry, life. Like it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And you just have to learn how to make it work for you and not be so afraid of it. So I started asking people on the podcast, like what has been your biggest failure? Just so if they also didn't see, they could see, but it wasn't really a failure because you always learn from it. And what was interesting is that everyone on the podcast, every single person has said, I don't know if it's a failure, but because they know. And yeah. it's just something right. that when you think of, you're like, oh no, I don't want to fail, but it's normal. Exactly. And you always come out of it on the other side and you're like, I guess it wasn't a failure because like, here you are, like you're good. Yeah. It redirected you and it took you where you needed to be anyway. Like even when you were saying about being let go or having that whole thing happen at your job, like that could have been a quote unquote failure, but instead look where you are now. Totally. Oh, I, and I had my moment of freak out and it's fine. You can have your moment of freak out. I'm like, what am I going to do? What, how come they, out of everyone that got let go, like, why didn't I stay? Was there something like you, you just, you go through these things and you think about it, but it's just like big, look, think big picture. Like it's going to hurt in that moment, but it's to set you up for bigger and better. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I truly feel like if I lived in Cleveland, we would be best friends. You need to let me know if you're ever in town or nearby because I will. (laughs) I definitely will. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. This has been awesome. No, thank you. This has been so amazing and you're so great. And I love the podcast. So I'm happy to be here. Thank you. You know, those people that you meet and you instantly connect, like you feel you could be friends with them right off the bat. That's exactly how I felt talking to her. And I loved our conversation so much. Here are the takeaways from her episode. Number one, sometimes things happen to set you up for bigger and better things. 
Number two, take a beat and remind yourself how far you've come and how far you've grown. Number three, it's not too late. If you want to do something, start it. Go for it. Number four, you never know who needs to hear your voice. People relate on different levels. Number five, a candle doesn't lose its light by lighting another. You will still shine. Number six, look to the people before you, your examples. How would they act? What would they do? Number seven, pick up something new. Step out of your comfort zone and have fun. It can be good for creativity. Just learn as you go. Number eight, just start. There's never going to be a perfect time. Number nine, nasty comments. It's a reflection on them. Block and move on. Number 10, one day the highs are highs and the other day the lows are lows. Recognize it and remember tomorrow is a new day. And number 11, what you put out into this world is what you get back. Thank you guys for being here. I truly love doing this. The podcast has become such a passion of mine, hearing people's stories, listening to how they've made things work for them, how they've decided to just go for what they love and make it work and figure it out is so inspiring. This is why I do what I do for this podcast because if there is anyone that can relate to any of the stories I share here, even my own, the little mini episodes I do that I just kind of ramble on, if anyone can relate to that, that's all I care about. One person and the change that this podcast could have, the ripple effect that it could have is everything. And I just want to thank you guys so much for being here. It really truly means the world and I know I say that every episode, but I really couldn't be here without you guys. So thank you for letting the show grow every single week and be what it is. If you feel called, if you feel that this episode or this show could help someone, a friend, a loved one, if you feel like it could resonate with them, please send it to them, share it, leave us a review or a rating. It would mean so much to us to see what you guys are feeling about the show. If you have any feedback, I would also be super open to reading about that and learning more about what you guys would want to hear and listen to on the show. So thank you. Thank you so much. I will see you guys next time. Ciao!